Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. For those of you watching on Twitch, Coop being a naughty boy, at Coop underscore Leon in the uh, Twitch chat. He's using those uh, lighthouses very creatively, even though they don't exactly look like lighthouses. One of six questions for you. <laughs> Fantastic. No, Fantastic stuff. Jones and Mago coming up at uh, 2 o'clock. They will talk with Rob Bradford at uh, 4.30. Any movement on the Jordan Montgomery? Uh, they're going to have a Zoom call in a week. Since everybody was reacting to one that happened two weeks ago, they're going to schedule another one in a week, and then we'll be able to get an update. Do you know that? Uh, Sweet. So I've been, I've been hearing a lot of stories coming out of uh, Fort Myers, and one of the things the other day was how important <laughs> it was. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, our thing does a good job of uh, lifting stuff from the uh, Twitch chat. <laughs> those gummies, those lighthouse gummies or something, man. They really are. Anyway, you were saying. Oh, so uh, I think it's interesting. I think an interesting storyline to watch is just Cora through the season. Because uh, just talking to people that are down there, one of the one of the running lines, you know, uh, was uh, how important it was for Liverpool to beat Chelsea in oh. some weird, I don't even know what it was. I think it was. Commander's an, Cup. I don't even know no, what it was. An EPL Cup, something like that. I looked it up earlier. Yeah, so it was almost like, hey, let's say hey, everybody root for Liverpool. Everybody root for Liverpool. Like, if they win, you'll have an extra $50 million. And maybe we, that'll that'll give the, you know, John Henry the ability to actually pay for Jordan Montgomery or, or have extra money to pay for some of these free agents that still are out in the market. Well, on Sunday, February 25th, in the EFL Cup final, Liverpool beat Chelsea 1 0. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if they get some sort of, you know, team bonus for winning that particular event, but you're assuming that, you know, there's a little extra money, an extra change. Uh, but the funny thing is how I think the guys on the team are monitoring it and how aware they are that, hey, John Henry is not spending any money on the Red Sox, but John Henry also owns Liverpool. Liverpool's playing Chelsea. All right. Well, hell, everybody, let's root for Liverpool. Liverpool wins. Maybe there's a little bit of extra cash in his pocket, and maybe he will be more willing to spend it because it's almost like like found money, right? Uh, yeah, I, maybe. I, I I still am a massive believer that all the pots are separate. No, they, I know, they, but no, but I, I think they, they know it too. Well, and yeah, it's more of the poking the bear. It's more of the this has now become the inside joke. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah, it's you know what it is. Become the the underdog, yeah, the, the you of this year, has it not oh, already? Uh, look, I think you and I are sharing a brain on this, Alex. Uh, I I hate to think that Alex Cora is going to be gone, but it kind of feels I like he is. Given the way things are lining up, I'm completely with you. I don't think they're going to fire him. Oh, he doesn't have a contract after this year. This but, is it. But that's the thing is that now you're getting to the point to where. Um, I don't know if he wants to be here long term. Who knows what the team's going to. Now, then again, maybe this team goes out and shocks all of us and wins 83 games, <laughs> wins 83 games. I almost can't say without laughing. And Cora goes, hey, maybe it isn't so bad and then wants to be here. But I'm kind of with you right now. It sure feels like Cora's doing the all right. I'm not buying any green bananas because no. I'm not going to be around. I know. It's like it Magic is. Johnson with the whole angle. There is a lot well, of. I guess I, there's only one thing left to do. 
What's that? When the whole thing. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking about <laughs> what would it have to look like? You said, like, win 80-plus games. and So what would that have to look like? They would have to massively overachieve, right? If oh, they massively God, overachieve, yeah. they would need a lot of luck and luck in the way of the other teams in the division get hit with the injury bug. Yankees, Baltimore, you know. Some teams uh, come back down to earth based on projections. Exactly, and then injuries hit them, and then uh, whatever. you catch, It's massively overachieved. Then you would have to somehow, those worlds would have to collide right at the trade deadline. And then even then, I think they would still be resistant to adding. And if you kind of are aware, and I think they are, I think everybody in that building, especially Cora, I think they know that even if they do everything that they're supposed to do yep. in order to get to the trade deadline for them to do something, massively overachieve, show that they're worth investing in, I still think they believe that they won't do anything. So there is a different passive-aggressive inside joke approach from what I'm seeing with the Red Sox. I'm trying to find uh, the, uh, here we go, regular season wins. Because I just want to see where the uh, where the Red Sox landed. I want to say it was like 76 and a half or maybe 77. I got it right here. Wow. Under 79 and a half wins. Now, mind you, 81 and 81 is 500. Uh, under 79 and a half minus 120. Over 79 and a half is plus 100. So basically people are... Uh, judging by the the just the the odds and the way they're set, uh, people are leaning towards the under, but no one is necessarily hammering it. Well, the problem is is that if you're going to make a season total win bet, there's still the whole possibility of other guys could walk through the door. What if they sign Montgomery? You know that could end up sort of affecting the way you would feel on something like that, considering that win total is so close to five hundred. Last thing on this. Did you know that this whole Zoom meeting that was supposedly went on, like, happened? Was a while ago. Was a, Did you know that it was two weeks ago? I, I didn't know it was exactly two weeks ago, but I knew it wasn't, like, yesterday or, or over the weekend. I, I was all excited yesterday because when this report about they had a Zoom meeting, <clears throat> I thought it was interesting. Wow, okay, maybe there's traction, maybe there's movement, and maybe something's about to pop off. It was two weeks ago. Yeah. Even Cora talked about it like yesterday. He's like, I don't. He's like, I don't know why everybody's all like getting excited. Like that was two weeks ago. Well, because uh, some are looking for anything they possibly can to be able to make themselves feel better about the season that we're about to endure with the Red Sox. Endure. Really- you think it's going to be that challenging yeah, to kind of find like a good story? Well, here's. I already know of the young guys that Brian Bayo is pretty good, so. Um, it's not that I don't want to see him continue to grow, but I kind of have belief that Bayo's going to be good and he's going to be okay. Uh, because to me, the only thing really worth investing in with this particular squad are the real younger guys. You know, how good can Casas be? What does second base look like? Uh, do one of the youngs step up in the outfield this year? Does your catching position continue to grow? And do you have some people that emerge with young arms? Uh, that Because indoor, I think there will be some times where it's going to be brutal. And there are going to be some times where the youngs are going to suck. There'll be, you know, there'll be a stint of 
three bad starts in a row, and you're like, oh, geez. Or somebody who hits a buck two ninety five for a month, and then it's, hey, I need to see them hit their way out of it. To me, this Red Sox, they've told me what to look for this year. I don't care about Devers. I don't care about Story. I don't care about Yoshida. It's all about these young guys they're trying to invest in. Okay, I'll watch that. And if they stink, then you give me reason to flip the football that much earlier. Hate to say it, but it's just, I mean, they've, they've trained us to have zero expectations other than watch the young guys. So speaking of uh, when you can actually pull the ripcord and start focusing on football, because the, Gerard Mayo is a first-time head coach, I think this rule still exists. Correct me if I'm wrong. No hard knocks. Well, no hard knocks. Sorry. But more importantly, they start a week early. I think so. I think they start a week early. So we get, I mean, so you, you're worrying what? Late middle of July ish? Third, early third week of yeah, July. You'll maybe? be one of the first Something teams like to report to camp. Normally, and since we're knocking down silos, we're probably more interaction with you and I with the team, right? We can go on the sidelines, walk around, grab any coach we want. Well, I don't know Stacey about Stacey James isn't going to yell at us. We'll be there. You you might be okay. <laughs> I don't know about, you know, apparently I'm big meanie. Please. Making fun of the Huggies. Ooh. I think everybody is making fun of the Huggies. I would, I don't know. Who's not making fun of the Huggies? Oh, there's some texters. Who's defending twitchers. the Huggies? Oh, they, they're the, going to turn. Oh, the, oh the, the, there's some Twitchers. The, uh, you don't know young people. Glad I don't. Glad I don't. The thing because is that if you I do, do, that's the problem. You do I know think, young cause, people. Because if I didn't go through <laughs> life patting everybody on the head and being like, oh, good job, it's like, all right, what are we doing here? Are we paid professionals or, or you know, do we need the – you know what it is? I wonder if down at Gillette – have you ever seen those magic mirrors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. They make it look skinny, fat, short, fat, whatever. I, I wonder if they need to put some of those in to help with the self-esteem, to make everybody feel good. You know, hey, I look buff in here. Oh, I look a little taller or look whatever. Look skinny. Look trim. Yeah, yeah. I want I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figure that's the road we got to go down. If everybody gets a pat on the head and a huggy, then you might as well set it up to where they could, ooh, I feel good going out to practice today. Look how skinny I am. Put some trick mirrors in there. I mean, why not just go full-blown mental on them, right? Hey, we'll do every Jedi mind trick we can. You didn't run. You had a stopwatch. Ready for 40 day? Wow, you ran a 4-3, and you're an offensive lineman. Great job. Here's, here's the other thing. Okay, if we're getting rid of everything, we should also get rid of the conditioning test. Oh, well. Bill uses has used the same conditioning test forever. It's the easiest conditioning test I've ever been involved in. And I wonder if the new strength and conditioning staff will change that test because the old one sucked. It was horrible. I think once the new roster is set after the draft, they'll uh, uh, they'll send out a survey to all the players. Who, was, who likes to keep the their, old conditioning sure, test? Sure. Okay. It'll be in the survey. Or no conditioning test. What would be, like, there you go. What would be the <laughs> survey questions of the, we're going to take the poll of the team. Yeah. Let's put in some mirrors to make you look good. Yep. Let's make sure that uh, uh, we'll, we'll get thoughts on the conditioning test as mm-hmm. well. Maybe it doesn't need to be as hard. Maybe you don't need a condition. You know what? Let's do the trust fall thing. I believe that you guys are all going to show up in shape. I'm not even, you know what? Not even going to have it. I don't want to be judgmental. I, I, I want to be all inclusive. Some, maybe some guys are fat and they're not in shape. Why should we pick on them? And maybe in that little survey, they'll do the order of 
which guys get to control the radio for mm. the first like fifty three yeah. days. Yeah, everybody gets a everybody turn. gets a turn. There, there you go. go. Uh, do the Bruins need to bust a move on one of their goalies to better their team? We got folks who still want to talk some football. The comment section is open. Your chance to get in. 617-779-7937. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Crash and on WEEI. Uh, Coop. Oh, hey, Coop, I don't know. Coop is now going overboard on these... Uh, <laughs> Penis looking I'm a lighthouse head. gummies. I'm a lighthouse head. You're a lighthouse head. There you go. Look at that. I mean, it. See, we've created a monster with this guy. Who was put Coop? it on Coop? I mean, put it on Gresh. No need to. No need to. Because you can't move it over to the other side. That's really what it is. He's got to flop that thing over there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, see, now he's trying to see on Twitch now. That's so much worse. Oh, no, Coop. Coop. Oh, stop. No, hey. Cool. What are you doing? Oh my God! We're gonna get in trouble over here. I don't want Coop to. Good grief! Strike that from the record for God's sake! Oh God! Well, he's got some big fans on Twitch. I tell you that much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Morning campers all over it. Listen, hey Coop. I know for a fact that there's a lot of people that watch us on Twitch, and they have it on in their place of business. So don't make us lose customers. Well, then uh, somebody in the... Some uh, kid is like picking the, up their dry cleaning going, oh, the, my God. The dry cleaning or the Chinese restaurant or whatever. <laughs> and they're uh, they're wondering why they're <laughs> Great. Possible. I've clipped these. I'm keeping this one. Screenshot. Awesome. Well, listen, you're the one who always throws curveballs at Coop, so I can understand why he would uh, mess with you. You know? That's fine. No, listen. I like he's very creative. He's an idea man and a follow thrower. Well, I, I think he's getting. Uh, I think he's getting back at you for, for your, what? Uh, well, for Coop, your get that thing away from my face. For your, uh, I'm gonna say that. What did uh, I do to Coop? This is Coop's revenge for uh, boys. Remember when Fourier had the brilliant idea of doing a TV show? <laughs> we did. We do have one. And we Coop do. Tried workshopping it for how many weeks until no, no, Coop, like Coop shot actually a pilot. Thought about it. I gave him a camera. We set up the hidden cameras, and we did poor sound. We didn't have good sound. We didn't have mics. We were trying to shoot the you know the off air show. Oh well, and like bring it to bring it to a you know a, a those studio can, near you. Those can never see the light of day. I know that's what we realized. We're like we can't even edit these. Yeah, and it would be just more work for Coop, who's already got too much work to to begin with. So does Billy, and so does Nick. Coop's refreshed. He's ready to go. Really go. He's really ready to go. Um, ready to go. Where are you at on the <laughs> Bruins making a move by March eighth? All right. Subtract. I mean, it would all but be subtracting someone from the roster to add someone to the roster. We are going to get to the phones, but where are you on? And really, I know people brought up Jake DeBrusque, and there are other names that have been thrown in. Okay, fine. What are you really going to get value for? 
It's going to be Linus Hallmark. Okay, and if if he's your your greatest asset, what would the return be for Allmark? Well, the problem is we have to look at this in a vacuum because of the deadline. You would probably be able to much more easily get a match in the offseason by hoarding Olmark and taking him into the final year of his deal, even though half of the teams in the league he has on a no-trade clause. So there is the no... Which he can revoke. revoke. Well, that is true, is that they could go to him and say, okay, this is in your no-movement clause. Are you still willing to go there? They could go and ask, but they know right now they have the freedom to do a deal. I think it's with, like, you know, 13 of the teams or 14, whatever it is, in the NHL. I think at the deadline, it's something very specific. Um, whereas if you waited till the off season, the world would maybe open up a little more for you. But this is also taking advantage of what you have in front of you. And what you have in front of you is a top four team in hockey. Do you want to not improve this team by keeping this asset to wait to trade them in the off season? Or do you find someone that needs a goalie that has a defenseman they can give up? And you're really swapping spots on the roster. I prefer that. I want the now. To me, now is the time to cash in on Allmark. Not only does someone get him this year, they also have him under next year's control. If you wait until the offseason, yeah, more teams can get in. But other teams might say, nah, nah, he's only got one year left. I'm not willing to go there. Trade him with the year plus, and I think you can make it work. But I'm all for it. I've loved hoarding them. We're just now at the time. There's no more picks to give up. There's no other way. If for Don Sweeney, it's either you're trading people off the roster to bring in different people, or you ain't making trades at all. And I want them to make trades. See, that's where I think they're going to end up falling. Is it they I, won't do anything? Well, because I feel like if if um, it's a tough if match. Allmark is your greatest asset, and you don't feel like you get like it's not a you know an equal return like you don't get any value for a return mm-hmm. and then you give up that opportunity for trading him when the during the offseason and getting more value because you have more options it i feel like listen last week even when we had razor on um out of sweeney's uh what of the eight or nine years that he's been running the team of eight out of the nine he's made deals and even last year he made a bunch of deals but he had a bunch of assets and now this year he doesn't in 2025 he's got a little bit more but this year there's not a lot they really have to go to you need to quantify whether or not moving Olmark at this point in time is going to give you a return that legitimately makes you better. Add some depth. something, And then you had a ton of depth last year, and it still didn't work out. So I have a feeling that he holds on to him because I feel like he doesn't want to sh- sell short on Olmark that can ultimately – you're still a good team right now. Sure. So why not wait till next year, get something of real value – and, and I said, in my opinion, forcing the issue. Uh, the Bruins really, if they can find a way to get through this year, um, and not only get through this year, but have some success. You know, when you look at the old uh, multi-year summary, let's call it. So this year, the cap allocations are at $100 million for the Bruins. Next year... It's $68 million going in. So there will be some money to play with. There will be some money to do some things with next offseason. Now, again, 
that hundred million counted towards forty nine signed players, according to Spot Track. Next year, it's only twenty four guys that are signed, but it's the people that you want to be in business with. Um, I just think if you're Don Sweeney right now, you you've got to maximize what assets you have. Allmark is the best one you have and the one that you could afford to move on from. Now, look, it leaves you a little naked at the position after Swayman. But on some level, like last year, there's got to be a bit of a dice roll. Because I would say this, given the money they're going to have in the offseason or space and flexibility to be able to do some more things. If you make the right move this year, you actually can save yourself money in free agency next year, and you've given up a piece that really doesn't hurt your roster. And that is where I think Don Sweeney could end up finding the real value if he decides to go down that road. But this can't be a year where it's like, well, we went all for it last year. We can't do it again. Don't give away first-round picks down the road. You've got guys on your roster you can move. Shuffle the deck more than open up another one is, I guess, the best way of saying it. To the phones. we got some folks who want to uh, talk some football here. Mark and Amherst with Gresh and Fourier. Hello, Mark. Hey, how are you doing, guys? What's up? Um, well, so I just wanted to speak to uh, uh, Wolf's comments today in context of the dynamics between uh, Bill B., you know, Grow and um, Elliot Wolf. Um, you know, I, I agree that, like, they need to, like, kind of tamp things down because um, for well, for one, I, I agree that uh, Bill, the GM, needed to be fired and they needed to move on from that. So it's not even that I'm a, a Bill apologist or defender, but, you know, is recent, all you have to look as recent as like the October 14th articles that came out about Bill trying to distance himself um, from the Juju Smith uh, acquisition and that it was the front office specifically grow and it could be uh, uh, Elliot Wolf as well that really talked him into parting with Jacoby Myers and uh, and then pursuing Juju. Um, and then you, you look a little bit further back 2019 with the debacle that was Nikhil Harry. And, and those are the first inklings where you start to see reports of like this collaboration process in the draft. And there's a little bit of finger pointing back then. So I think, uh, you know, what was said earlier that they really, you know, Wolf and the whole Kraft team really need to slow things down because, well, it's true, Bill deserved to go. Um, very much Grow and uh, Elliot were involved in some questionable at best uh, acquisitions over the years Yeah, as well. and Mark, and that's really where I think some people are trying to land just in terms of who was responsible for what. Because right now, the only thing Collaboration Nation has done is pointed the finger every time at Bill. What happens when you got to start giving opinions down there? And somebody has to say, yeah, I drafted this guy. That was my guy. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Right? Read the room wrong. So do you take away their ability to collaborate and all that kind of stuff? Like, again, we're turning it into that, that there is not a person listening to us unless they run their own business in which god bless you because your headaches are very different there is not a person listening who doesn't answer to a boss in their workplace and it's as if we're trying to set up a bossless workplace 
in some ways at Gillette Stadium right now. And we know that that is really a recipe for disaster. But that's really the great mystery. We'll never know because it's easy to point to Bill and be like, yep, he made the decision on Taquan Thornton. I might have pushed for him, but hey, Bill made the call, but I'm not going to say that I pushed for him because I'm going to step back from this one. Everybody has the plausible deniability down there, maybe except Matt Groh. Maybe maybe that's the guy who's getting pointed to in the room. Probably. Now I'm being like, yeah, it was yeah. all that guy over there. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he's He's, that, everybody needs a fall guy. That's the way it feels, doesn't it? Tyler is in Concord, New Hampshire, aggression. Fourier, Tyler, good afternoon. Okay, how you doing? I just got a comment on Gerard Mayo and something on Tatum real quick. Um, Gerard Mayo said he's going to take the best player available. No, the best player at a very important position. No, we gotta let you go, Tyler, because you're just snapping and breaking up on us, unfortunately. I think he was gonna go down the road of Mayo and the we're taking someone at a very important position. <laughs> you put that together there. there. That was the whole Steve Burton answer. There was a is in regards to um the draft and the number three pick um, you know who Alex Barth is? Yeah, he works for our competition. Oh, okay. Well, so what? Uh, was that a problem? What does he have? I'm was interested. I right, so I heard uh, Rochi Rochi retweeted this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there I see it. I see it. Um, I really don't care. Does it really matter when it comes to trading down? What? It's just funny. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Funny. I don't know who he is. But should I know who he is? <laughs> Who's is this? Who's this Zolak guy? Yeah, you're no, that about? guy's easy though. I work with him. Who's this other guy? I probably should have read the bio. Oh man, let me see. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Nah, we'll read it then. Wrong show. Wrong show. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, what's in there? I mean, now you got well, to read from, the from Dan Roach. Okay, Dan Roach. so okay. this is a Rochi. A Rochi retweet. The, the, the the quote is the the basis of it is. Sorry, I won't laugh. I don't want to distract you. I don't know. You. I don't know what to the, say. I'm looking at the time going, how long can I laugh? Hey, bring up the bring up the uh, the lighthouse penises Oh, again. you want some lighthouse penises now? Yeah, there bring it go. up. How much is it? Does it make sense to trade out? And what does history tell you about trading out of that number three position? Um, if, if to me, if the Patriots trade out, it's because they don't like any of the quarterbacks. I'm, I'm firmly convinced. Um... And everybody will run subterfuge. Like, I know that there was one week I asked Curry, and he was pointing to quarterback, right? And then it's like, nah, nah, I'm not so sure. So there's some that are kind of going back and forth and waffling. No, I think they've already got their heart set on one of these three guys. Personally, I think it's Shaden Daniels, but that's another story for another time. But I think if they're trading out of the top three, is because they can't decide on which one of the quarterbacks they want. I think it's going to be real obvious. And did I hear this right, that uh, Chicago was going to keep Justin Fields? Did you hear that? Mm. First of all, I don't believe anything that I hear right now because maybe well, there was some negotiation. They said, I, you know what, screw it. You want too much. I'm just, we're just going to keep them. I also think that when you're negotiating to potentially trade the third overall pick, versus the number one pick in the draft where there is no doubt, hence that's what Carolina fell for last year. 
if I'm that guy in Chicago, um, I'm going to say whatever. I'm going to basically tell everybody everything. Ryan Pohl said it wouldn't be smart for them to trade him before free agency. Before free agency. Okay, well, they're not keeping him. They're just trying to play the game. No, I kinda, and I even said that about Mac, is that you've got you to get him out of here at the beginning of free agency. To, but it, 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 it's twofold. Try to get the most that you can, but also another team is going to want to make that move pretty quickly. So whether I, I don't know if a team is going to say, oh yeah, Justin Fields, he's done nothing, but he's my starter. I'm not expecting that. I'm also not expecting a bumper crop of anything being given from Mac Jones or Justin Fields. But if that's the guy you're going to go with as your backup, you want to make that move and then make that trade very early in free agency because what you don't want to do is be either be stuck without one or have to pay freaking Garner Minshew six million to you know hold a seat warm because you mismanaged the timing of making a trade and getting a guy I, I you don't, want. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think there's any chance in hell that they're not taking Caleb Williams. They are one hundred percent taking Caleb Williams. I'm I'm with you on that. It just everything else is just bull crap. I whatever. Think that un- just... Unless somebody just streaks and runs across the quad naked with a bumper crop of picks, I don't think either of these top three teams are moving off of their spot. I don't They're either. All going to just be gaga for the quarterbacks. And I expect all three organizations to just start giving these guys tongue baths. All of them. All three quarterbacks from all the one, number two, and number three pick. All those organizations. It's just going to be lather them up and hope that another team says, here, um, I'm like John Lynch in San Francisco. Here's your three first-round picks. Now let me up. See, I think if you want to – I think the more a team – criticizes or critiques uh, a, dr- a future draft pick, the more they like them. That, to me, is is the obvious indicator of uh, how they really like them. Hey, well, he's got this. He doesn't do this for a while. You know, we'll see how it goes. They probably really like him. Ah, you know, he's got this injury history. Ah, you know, we don't really like the way he sets his feet. Ah, you know, his parents are, oh, man, they can't stop butting into his life. They probably love him. Suddenly, Drake May is just like... Uh, all these issues. If like, I were if I were picking right now the Patriots to three, I would hope Drake May would be the guy that kind of falls. I mean, that's the guy I sort of like, but I don't love e- I don't love any of these three. I mean, you can I I like him, but I'm not. You know, well, who oh, was the last man. quarterback you were like, yeah? Well, Trevor, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence felt like a big lock coming into the league. I was clearly a Mac guy, uh, and again, that was one year, and then it all kind of went backwards. But I think a lot of people were very much Andrew Luck. Um, a lot of people were smarting on Trevor Lawrence. Um, Boy, if you, if you hate this class or don't like this class as much, you're going to love next year's oh, class. Oh, yeah. You know what, though, Nick? Everybody says that, and every year there's a Jaden Daniels who comes out of nowhere, Watch has a great year, dunk. and, oh, I mean, they'll be – Listen, we'll be going gaga over somebody next year who will have played their way up into the top five of quarterback. Oh, it'll be Shador Sanders and the hype train that exists with oh, that, which will literally make wait. me. I don't know if I, I may just have to take a sabbatical I can't during that wait. time because I don't know if I could do an offseason of just 
can't do it. Remember when uh, we were critical of Dion in the beginning and said, just wait, and we were right? Yeah. We haven't heard any of those Dionites come back around and no. texting and yelling no, or being like, yet. oh, he's the, he's the best. No, no, no. Again, just give it time. Now he's turning to friends like Warren Sapp because that'll really bring stability to a college uh, locker room. I wonder if he, he rolls out the whole, hey, guys, listen, I know you're hanging around Boulder and like you're hanging out at all the sororities. Make sure you bring a fall guy. I wonder if he kind of brings that back in. Back into play. Now, listen, they didn't go too well at the Rookie Symposium years ago, but it applies to college kids. Uh, first uh, first meeting with Coach Sapp, how to pack your tin, <laughs> meaning of dip. How to pack I your know. dip so that you can put in a giant lipper to make it through practice. Are You Done is next. Are You Next is done. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Gresh and Fourier. At 149, we are wrapping it up with R.U. Dunsky. I went with that one only because Andrew Raycroft left Fourier hanging on. He did. Can't wait to talk to him. Oh, yeah. On Friday, we will uh, talk to Razor. Tomorrow, we'll talk to our buddy Andy Hart. It's also the Greg Hill Show's first day from down in Florida. So uh, I got the, uh, there was uh, an itinerary left in the other room. Uh, the helicopter picked everyone up and then flew them to Nantucket, where they then took the private jet out uh, of Nantucket. Really? So Greg must have had to go pick up a couple pairs of underwear or something yeah. like that from the Nantucket Maybe a couple, before. you know, guests of his that he would like to accompany him so he doesn't get lonely. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? He's the, young, lonely. he's the young hot guy down in That's Fort true. Myers now. Yeah. All those octogenarians rolling around. Go get him a... <laughs> Go get him a nice 80-year-old who oh, yeah. just had a little bit of surgery, and there you go. A little foot massage, a little rubbing the hands, oh, uh, yeah. in, in bed by 6, and then you can leave. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be back till 5 a.m. Find an old bag that <laughs> likes a seafood tower, and you're in. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Billy Lanny, are you done? I know. I got a story. It's from the weekend. So, um... You, I'm sure you guys have done fantasy football. Have you guys ever had any kind of bets that the team in last place has to do fill in the blank? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. out of the ordinary? No, or it's like the whole, you know, d- d- shave your head or, you tattoo. know, get a tattoo or shave your ass and walk backwards through town square. So Blue Jays pitcher, relief pitcher, Tim Meza, organized the league, finished in last, had to, for, for finishing in last, he had to be the bat boy. During a spring training game. Oh, that must have been awesome. So not only was he the bat boy throughout the game, but they gave him a jersey with his name on it, and instead of his normal number 58, it was 4-10, and 10, which oh. was his record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he started the league, finished in last place, he lost the bet, had to be the bat boy for a spring training game that is with a jersey displaying cool. his record. Oh, that's great. No, I think it's great, and this just reminds me of you know our conversation with Alex Cora, Yep. where, hey, you guys had this fantasy football thing, uh, who the winner was and, and who who came in last place and what was the punishment? And he, you know, it, they they, they must have 
done something to the loser, right? Oh, God, There's no, no. way that there a bunch of grown men, professional baseball players, are going to allow the loser to get off with just, hey, just the loss. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Um, I'm completely I'm surprised with you. they didn't do something like this. There was, and there it is right there from uh, all four and ten. How <laughs> great is that? And nobody's giving him any love whatsoever. I love it how he's, just... he's legitimately hustling. And he's sitting right and he's sitting right next to the real bat boy. Well, yeah, see, he sits right next to him. And Look the guy's like telling him what to do. The guy's like 15. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's not the worst fancy football punishment, though. That's painless. Uh, it seems pretty painless, right? What would we, if we did a uh, sanctioned league around here amongst friends, what would what would be the punishment for whomever comes in last? I don't even know what we'd be able to get by corporate. No, I mean, I know, I know we did something with, uh, I did some, you know, polar, polar plunge. We did that. Yeah. That was, that was was, fun. That was disgusting. Um, yeah. In a mankini. Um, I think we can get away with it. Here's the thing I would do. I'm against fantasy football. We're aware. Um, but because I like there to be, it has to be a real competition. And in order for it to be a real competition, no, hear me out. There has to be some sort of punishment for the loser. It can't just be like, what do I care? Like, if I put 10 bucks in and I lose, so what? Like, I want the loser to really be punished. Therefore, everybody until it's works you when their you come ass up with up. a surgery. Well, yeah, until, what well, that is, yeah, until uh, I'll just delay it. Billy, I, Billy, I think what we do is we have a 12 person league, and the person with the worst record has to take a whack from each member of the league with a Singapore cane. How's that? Sounds that. sounds enjoyable. Like that uh like that kid that they caned over in Thailand or whatever a bunch of years ago. Is that, uh, I thought you were gonna go with like Sandman. I well no, that's it. That's how the Singapore cane was, was brought into ECW was because of that story and and then they yeah, it's supposed Will it leave a mark? Oh yeah. You sure? It's, oh yeah. The slightest tap leaves a mark. Really? Yeah. It depends on how hard you want to be hit. Man. And that's a personal preference thing. Man, I that's like, I don't know if that'll work. Are you going to create a monster? I don't know if that'll work. Wait, he's into S&M. We're beating him and nah, <laughs> whacking him <laughs> with the thing. What if I end up liking it? Like, yeah, one. Billy, you go, Billy. <laughs> Billy, one more time. You can't hit me any hotter. Billy, wear the lighthouse. <laughs> wear the lighthouse gummies. <laughs> Billy, what was the line from? Uh, the lighthouse gummy on my forehead like a unicorn. <laughs> there was an episode of Family Guy where they were all in purgatory or Peter was getting like, oh, I've been whipped out of by your grandmother there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We are done. Chicken, Nick, and Billy produce it on the radio side. If something went wrong, blame them. Coop on the video side as well with all of his, uh, well, we'll just we'll just leave Coop's day. Props. Coop's day. Jones and Mego are next. Fourier and I will see you bright and early at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll talk to Andy Hart tomorrow at 1220. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.